Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is May 10th. In 1924, J. Edgar Hoover was appointed the director of the FBI. John Edgar Hoover was born in Washington, D.C. on January 1st, 1895. Upon completing high school, he began working at the Library of Congress and attending night classes at George Washington University Law School. In 1916, he was awarded his LLB, and the next year his LLM. Mr. Hoover entered on duty with the Department of Justice on July 26 of 1917 and rose quickly in government service. In November of 1918, he was named assistant to the Attorney General, and the following year he led the department's General Intelligence Division, GID. When the GID was moved into the Bureau of Investigation in 1921, he was named assistant director of the BOI. On May 10th, of 1924, Attorney General Harlan Fisk Stone appointed the 29-year-old Hoover acting director of the Bureau, and by the end of the year, Mr. Hoover was named director. As director, Mr. Hoover put into effect a number of institutional changes to correct criticisms made of his predecessor's administration. Director Hoover fired a number of agents whom he considered to be political appointees and or unqualified to be special agents. He ordered background checks, interviews, and physical testing for new agent applicants, and he revived the earlier bureau policies of requiring legal or accounting training. Under Director Hoover, the bureau grew in responsibility and importance, becoming an integral part of the national government and an icon in American popular culture. In the 1930s, the FBI attacked the violent crime by gangsters and implemented programs to professionalize U.S. law enforcement through training and forensic assistance. For example, the Bureau opened its technical laboratory to provide forensic analysis on Bureau investigations as well as services to other federal, state, and local law enforcement officials. During the 1940s and 1950s, the Bureau garnered headlines for its staunch efforts against Nazi and communist espionage. During World War II, the Bureau took the lead in domestic counterintelligence, counterespionage, and countersabotage investigations. President Roosevelt also tasked the Bureau with running a foreign intelligence service in the Western Hemisphere. This service is called the Special Intelligence Service, or SIS. In the early years of the Cold War, the Bureau took on added responsibility of investigating the backgrounds of government employees to ensure that foreign agents did not infiltrate the government. More traditional criminal investigations, including car thefts, bank robberies, and kidnappings, also remained important. In the 1960s and 70s, the Bureau took on investigations in the field of civil rights and organized crime. The threat of political violence occupied many of the Bureau's resources, as did the threat of foreign espionage. In spite of Mr. Hoover's age and length of service, presidents of both parties made the decision to keep him at the helm of the Bureau. When Mr. Hoover died in his sleep on May 2, 1972, he had led the FBI for 48 years. In 1929, LZ-127 Graf Zeppelin was a rigid airship from 1928 to 1937. It was made in Germany to carry passengers. It made 950 flights and flew over 1 million miles. It was named after Ferdinand von Zeppelin, German pioneer of airships. The Zeppelin's LZ-127 Graf Zeppelin was 235 meters long and had a 33.3 meters in diameter. The Graf Zeppelin was manufactured at Zeppelin Company Works. 
Construction lasted from 1926 to 1928. After the World War I, Germany was in obligation to deliver a Zeppelin to the United States as war reparation. That Zeppelin was LZ-126, later commissioned as the USS Los Angeles. LZ-127, Graf Zeppelin, was patterned after the LZ-126. When the building was finished in 1928, LZ-127, Graf Zeppelin, was the largest airship in the world at the time. It had a top airspeed of 128 kilometers per hour and normal operational airspeed of 117 kilometers per hour. It could stay up in the air for up to 100 hours. The gondola was built into the forward third of the airship's ventral surface and held 36 officers and crew and 24 passengers. At the forward part of the gondola were forward operating operational spaces. Behind them, the main dining and sitting room, 10 passenger cabins with a pair of washrooms and dual toilet facilities. At first, from 1928 to 1932, Graf Zeppelin was used for experimental and demonstration purposes as a means of preparing the way for eventual regular commercial transatlantic passenger service. After the first six test flights in October of 1928, the airship crossed the Atlantic over to the United States. Some of the other flights whose purpose was to show that airship transportation is possible where it is round the world tour in 1929. The Europe Pan American flight in 1930, a polar expedition in 1931, two round trips to the Middle East and other flights around Europe. Its first intercontinental trip had 9,926 kilometers in length and lasted 111 hours from Friedrichshafen to Lakehurst with Dr. Eckner in command. During this flight, the Graf Zeppelin suffered serious damage to his port tail fin, but ship's riggers succeeded to tie down the torn fabric and airship arrived safely. In 1929, Graf Zeppelin circumnavigated the world in 21 days, 5 hours, and 31 minutes and covered 33,234 kilometers, starting and ending at Lakehurst Naval Air Station in New Jersey. One of the passengers aboard was a lady, Grace Drummond Hay, which makes her first woman to circumnavigate the globe by air. In July 1931, Graf Zeppelin was also made a research trip to the Arctic. Initial idea for the Arctic trip was Count Zeppelin's some 20 years before, but was not possible because of the World War. From 1932 to 1937, LZ-127 Graf Zeppelin maintained regular airline service and flew between Germany and South America. When Hindenburg crashed and burned on May 6th of 1937, hydrogen airships fell out of public favor. Hydrogen could be replaced with helium, but helium was rarer and more expensive, which made airships less commercially viable. LZ-127 was grounded and withdrawn from service when it arrived in Friedrichshafen from a flight from Brazil on May 8, 1937. And in 2007, a bright wall of orange flame threatened the town of Avalon on the California resort island of Santa Catalina early Friday morning, forcing people to flee the island and authorities to scramble for resources to fight the wildfire. Several structures were destroyed during the night, and firefighters were trying to make their stand against the fire at Avalon, but the island's location 26 miles off the coast of Los Angeles made it difficult for officials to marshal the forces needed to battle the blaze. It was reportedly 10% contained by, by Friday afternoon. The biggest challenge for fighting fires on Catalina Island is getting the firefighters here, said Captain Andrew Oliveira of the Los Angeles County Fire Department. And once we get here, it's difficult getting everybody in place and dealing with the steep terrain and the rocky terrain. That's also a big challenge for us. The wildfires had burned more than 4,000 acres since starting Thursday afternoon. Officials said they were waiting for daylight to break before resuming flights of helicopters that can drop fire-retarding materials on the blaze. They also hoped that weather conditions would turn in their favor, bringing cooler temperatures and calm air. 
In the dark of Friday morning, flames clipped over the west side of the sweeping hill surrounding the horseshoe-shaped town of Avalon. The 76-square-mile island is home to about 3,200 people, although that swells it to as many as 10,000 people during the summer vacation season. People evacuated the islands by ferries as ash from the fire rained down on the island. Some 1,200 homes are under voluntary or mandatory evacuation orders. About 3,800 people had been evacuated as of Friday. The Santa Catalina Island Fire is the second major blaze to force evacuations in Southern California this week. An earlier fire in the heart of Los Angeles burned hundreds of acres in the sitting sprawling Griffith Park. Fire season for the region doesn't officially start until next month, but a lack of rain, hot weather, and strong winds have created perfect conditions for wildfires. Santa Catalina, which normally receives 13 inches of rain annually, has recorded 2 inches of rain so far this year. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com J. Edgar Hoover at www.fbi.gov Graf Zeppelin Airship at ZeppelinHistory.com and Santa Catalina Island Fire npr.org The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.